Hey, welcome. Today on the Flamingo Advantage podcast, we're talking about a topic close to many of our hearts, how culture and society have programmed us to be poor and how we as Christian entrepreneurs can break free from this mindset. I'm your host, Katie Horner, guiding you through the journey of embracing your uniqueness in the marketplace as an act of worship. Stay tuned. Are you tired of feeling like you have to hide your faith in order to be successful in business? Welcome to the Flamingo Advantage podcast, where Christian marketing and client experience coach Katie Horner leads you to embrace your uniqueness, to see the marketplace as a mission field and your business as an act of worship. My friends, we're diving into a topic close to my heart and close to all of yours too, I believe, breaking free from that poverty mindset programming. Let's explore today how we've been conditioned by our society to limit our financial potential and how we as Christian entrepreneurs can overcome this with biblical wisdom and faith-driven strategies. So grab your cup of coffee and let's get started. Today, I'm going to be sharing three points with you that we're going to be tackling, and you may have notes if you want to take some notes. You may want to also stay tuned to the end because I'll be sharing a free resource that will give you an in-depth look at resetting your mind around God's truth for your money. But first today, let's talk about our limiting mindset. Many of us have grown up, I think, with this belief that desiring more than what is needed for a comfortable life is greedy or selfish in some way. I think we should consider, though, that the biblical background for this probably doesn't line up with that mindset. In Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 to 30, We read about the servants who were given talents. The one who was given five made more and was commended for it, while the servant who hid his talent to preserve what he had because he was afraid of losing it was called wicked and lazy. This parable isn't just about money. It's about stewardship and using what we're given for greater purposes, a recurring theme in scripture. How often have we heard or even said ourselves, I just need enough to get by. Well, I do think that humility is a virtue. I don't know that it's said exactly that way in scripture. It's probably more of a traditional saying that we're used to, but this mindset is not humility. It's a barrier. I believe that in scripture, we see it exemplified over and over and over again, that God gives wealth for specific reasons for us to be able to grow it. And let's look at Solomon, for example. Solomon's wealth was a testament to God's blessing from 1 Kings chapter 3. And yet many of us today fear aspiring for wealth, thinking that it's somehow unchristian or ungodly. Remember that parable of the talents, though, from Matthew 25. It teaches us that God values the multiplication of what we're given. It's not about hoarding wealth. It's about using it for God's glory. The more tool of money we can make, the more tool we have to grow what God's given us to steward, to impact people, to reach people with the message he's given us to give through the vehicle of our business. And so just as an example of this, I think our own story is an example. We started our business in 2011 because we needed money. We needed money for our family to live on. It was an honorable reason to start a business. But now that that business is providing for our needs and then some, we get to give to missions instead of asking for mission funding. We get to fund scholarships for Christian entrepreneurs because There wasn't any available to us when we needed it. We get to give when we see a need. We get to hire help in our business to serve more people. We get to travel and speak and share our message with more people. I don't just want enough to get by. I want enough to live and to give every day as God directs 
for the activities of today without having to sit and wonder, is there enough? Our ambitions in our business is not just for ourselves. They extend to those that we serve, our families and our communities. But now let's think about the second point today. What else keeps us in this poverty mindset? I believe a fear of judgment or a fear of being misconstrued as selfish, which is also a judgment, being labeled as selfish. We fear that. We fear the judgment of other people that we look up to or people that we're supposed to be leading. And I think it's a common misconception that the enemy has created in our society that allows us to think that desiring wealth is greedy for some reason. So let's go and look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11. It says, you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us produces thanksgiving to our God. How can you be greedy about the wealth that he's given as a tool to grow what he's given you to grow if you're being generous in every way? If he's given you enough and then some to be generous so that you can be thankful that you have enough to give and be generous and the people that you're generous to can be thankful that you were generous. Wanting to grow financially to help other people is not selfish. It's stewardship. Being content with just enough limits our ability to contribute to God's greater plan. But many of us don't want to aspire to that because we fear criticism and that fear of man takes precedence in our life, and it should not. We let other people's opinions or other people's jealousy even affect our own God-given desires and the actions that we know we need to take to grow this thing. When we started our business, while we were still in a traditional ministry role, we received a ton of criticism. How dare you take time away from ministry to be able to grow a business? What they didn't realize, though, was the business was also a calling. And when we began to make money in our business and people started to see the favor of God on how he was blessing and providing opportunities, and we were able to give to other people's needs, we also got criticism. And worse, people expected they somehow deserved to have a part of it. We got messages like, well, now that you can afford to travel, you can send us money every month, right? And some of that came from the same people who criticized the business in the first place. There can be this real fear that others are going to judge our motives or that they're going to perceive us as selfish somehow. But are you going to stand there and let that hold you back from what God wants you to do? It's almost counterintuitive, right? We're told that it's selfish to want more, and yet in wanting only enough for ourselves, we limit our ability to serve and be generous to other people. Proverbs 11.24 says, The one who gives freely yet grows all the richer. And another one withholds what he should give and only suffers want. If we hold back from achieving financial abundance, we're also holding back from being able to give generously and impact, have that impact that we want to have. Think about Queen Esther. She was someone in a position of great influence and wealth, and she also suffered criticism on the journey to get there. And yet she used it to serve her people. Had she succumbed to her fear of societal expectation Had she succumbed to their pressure to stay silent to protect herself, a whole nation's fate would have been different. Like Esther, we are called to use our positions and our influence and even our wealth for greater good. Because who knows, but you have been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. And lastly, let's look at point number three. If you're taking notes, we have to acknowledge that there is an actual lack of financial education 
in our culture that keeps us hostage to this poverty mindset. Proverbs 13.22 says, a good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. To do this, to leave an inheritance for our children's children, we must learn and apply principles of wealth creation. It's not about loving money. It's about understanding money's role as a tool for kingdom work, for the work that God has called us to do. Shifting from that survival mindset, just enough to get by, into the legacy mindset that if I make wealth, if I grow wealth, if I create money, I can leave a legacy. I can not only impact and give today as God directs, I can leave money for my kids to live and give as God directs. It changes the future for generations for your family. My grandfather almost lost his farm due to debt and taxes and money mismanagement. My father saw that as a challenge and he decided he wasn't going to be like that. He built his business and learned to invest and to grow that wealth and to grow the profit so that he could make an impact in the world that was bigger than just the family and the business. And today, both of my siblings are in the family business and Tap and I have our own business continuing to build on that new normal that my father was willing to create for future generations. We set bigger goals. We dream bigger dreams. We manage bigger funds. We manage bigger tools. We make bigger impacts. Because we've shifted from a dollars per hour mindset through intentional education to a dollars per project mindset to a what gives the greatest return mindset. And while others are saying, I wish I could just make an extra $200 by the end of the year, we're asking how we could make an extra 100000 by the end of the year. And so to wrap this up, my friends, breaking free from this poverty programming isn't just about making money. It's about intentionally choosing to think and intentionally choosing to do differently. We don't just make an excuse based on our culture or upbringing or our current situation. We must choose to align our financial goals and our financial actions with our faith and our purpose. As Christian entrepreneurs, I believe we have been called to be different, to be set apart, to be trailblazers, to be examples, to be lights in this world not just in business, but in also in how we perceive and how we utilize the tools that God has given us to grow the thing he's put in our hands, to steward well the giftings and the business and the opportunities that he's put in our hands that includes growing wealth so we can do more. Let us be the flamingos in the flock of proverbial pigeons. Let's stand out in our faith-driven financial journey. Your business is an act of worship. Your success is a testimony to what your God is doing and to his glory. I have a free money mindset training for you. If you want to go deeper on this, you can find that over at theflamingoadvantage.com forward slash money blocks, or you can find the link in our show notes today. Thank you for joining me. I hope that you'll share it with someone if you think they would enjoy it. And remember to embrace your uniqueness. Your message matters. And the more money you make, the more good you can do with that tool. I'll see you next week. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend and consider joining our free listener community at theflamingoadvantage.com. Remember, my friends, your message matters and your voice is needed. Don't be afraid to let your flamingo show.